Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. So today I'm really excited about this show for several reasons. Um, Number one, this is the hundredth episode. So um, I can't even believe that. Honestly, I remember when I first started this podcast and I was concerned about even coming up with content and material to talk about for 10 episodes. And here we are now at a hundred episodes. And so that just blows my mind and I'm just so excited. Um, But I'm also more excited for the guests that I have on the show today. Uh, it's a sweet friend of mine, Chrissy, who you're, you'll meet in just a minute. But um, we met through a, uh, a bereaved parents Facebook private group. That's initially how we met. Um, we're both in this group. And I had went to the website for um, for this group to, because I found out that they have in-person support groups all over. And so I went to the website and lo and behold, um, her name and email was listed as one of the hosts for Clarksville, that there was actually a meeting right here in my hometown. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is great. So I reached out to her and unfortunately we haven't been able to make any of the meetings yet, but it got her and I connected. And, um, so we had the opportunity to meet for the first time, um, just recently, actually, it was the day before Mother's Day, um, and which is hard for both of us. And but we had a beautiful conversation, and we spent two hours in a coffee shop, just crying and sharing stories, and just instantly feeling connected by really by our shared pain, but also by our shared faith. And so it was just such a blessing. And I left that meeting just feeling so encouraged and comforted, even though both of our stories are hard in very different ways. Um, we, at the end of the day, both missed our sons and we were just able to kind of share that together and just, um, be an encouragement. And so I wanted to have her on the show so that you guys could hear her, just her, her powerful story. Um, and so with that, uh, Chrissy, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be here with us and share your, your story. Um, if you could just start us out with just telling the listener a little bit about yourself, that would be great. Yes, I would love to. And thank you for having me. Um, my name is Chrissy and my husband, Joe, and I live here in Clarksville. We have three kids. Caleb is our oldest, uh, Sammy and Jordan. And I work at an elementary school as an administrative assistant. Uh, my husband is retired military. He served active duty for 24 years and retired in 2018. And he now teaches um, junior ROTC at a high school. And so, yeah, that's uh, our life kind of revolves around what our girls are into, um, our community service and our jobs. 
Yes. Wow. Um, well, if you could pass along to your husband, well, and to you, you know, thank you so much for, for the service to our country. Um, that's one thing that I've really like loved moving to Clarksville. I was never in the military town and being here so near to Fort Campbell, like I've gotten to know so many military families and it's just really incredible. This, the sacrifice that, that your families make, um, for our country. So, so thank you so much for that. Thank you. Uh, yes, you're welcome. So Chrissy, you know, I just want to jump right into your story because I'm really, um, I just know that, you know, as a mom myself who has a child in heaven, that I love to talk about Marcus with whoever will listen to to me. And um, so I just was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Caleb and who he was and just what you love most about him. Of course, I would love to. I, I absolutely love talking about him. Um, Caleb was my firstborn child. Um, he was born in June of 2002. Um, he was very compassionate, uh, super fun. He was my little buddy. You know, my husband was um, gone a lot during the time when Caleb was born and when he was little. So we were just best best friends. And, um, we just had a really great relationship from the time he was a baby on. He, um, was very polite. He was full of life. He loved sports. Um, he was silly. He loved, um, Dr. Pepper. He loved Skittles. He loved any Tennessee sport. He loved his friends, his sisters, um, he had a very infectious smile. He was kind of um, the life of the party when he was around his friends. Um, he was he was very bright and considerate and helpful. And there are just so many other words that I could use to describe him. Um, a, a, a dictionary full of adjectives because he was just a great young man and just made life so much fun. Um he was a senior in high school um, at the time of his death, um, but he, he really loved school, um, mostly for the social part of it, mm -hmm. um, and he loved playing sports and um, all kinds of sports he played as he was growing up, so, and he loved music, everything, just a really great kid. Yes, oh my gosh, he just, he when you talk about him, um, I can just, he just sounds like such an incredible kid and reminds me, you know, of the qualities that I see in my kids and just, just fun to be around and a good person at heart. And, um, which, you know, really, really makes the, your story so much harder in the sense of, of often there's a lot of stigma surrounding, uh, this topic that we're going to jump into, um, of Caleb's death and, and a lot of, um, people wondering, you know, like, like uh, about kids that, that pass in this way, like what's, what happened? Was there a traumatic event or, um, or just, you know, were they, were they struggling with depression or, and mental health? And often there is, but sometimes like in this case, um, Caleb sounds like just an incredibly, um, balanced, wonderful, uh, loved, just happy young man. And so I know that after talking to you, Chrissy, that it's so important to you to bring awareness um, to this very hard, painful topic and the importance of having conversations about it. Um, so if you could share with the listeners uh, some more details surrounding Caleb's passing and what that day was like for you, um, that would, I, I think, just be helpful for the listener 
um, to get to know your story a little bit more? Sure. Um, so Caleb was um, 17 years old when he died on August 12th, 2019 um, by suicide, very unexpectedly, very um, suddenly. Um, and I'll just kind of go to the day before August 11th um, was a Sunday. And that morning at church was um, something we call the blessing of the backpack because it was um, the weekend before the first full week of school. And so, you know, kids are encouraged, bring your backpack to school, come up to the front of the church during service. And we're going to, we're going to lay hands on all the teachers and all the students. And we're going to pray for everybody to have a good school year and for everybody to be safe and just, you know, all of those things. And so that morning, um, he had spent the night at a friend's house the night before. So he was a little bit late to church, but he came in and, um, and he had put on a nice blue button up shirt and everything. And so we were, you know, we went down to the altar, um, area to lay hands and pray for the school year. And I stood there next to him with my hand on him and his hands on his friends and his sisters. And we prayed for, uh, you know, he was in his senior year and we prayed for all the things. And then um, as I, we were leaving the church that day, um, he was just out back playing basketball with the boys like always. And then he went to lunch with them and kind of hung out with them for the afternoon. And he called me and on his way home and he said, hi, what are you, mama, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing the dishes. And he said, why are you doing the dishes? And I said, well, because I cooked and I'm cleaning up. I'm, you know, cleaning up from cooking. And he said, well, I'm on my way home. And when I get there, I'm going to finish the dishes and I'm going to give you a big hug because I haven't seen you all day. Oh, and yeah, and I just thought, okay, you know, nice. And um, so when he got home, he did. He gave me a really big hug and we kind of, it seemed like we held on to each other a little bit longer. And um, he did. He finished cleaning up the dishes while I looked at his senior pictures. And it was just kind of like this place where I couldn't believe that that he was a senior. And then I was you know, looking at his senior pictures and looking at ordering them. And um, he was about to have his first full week as being a senior. And like we were, it was happening. We were doing it, you know? Um, and so that night he went to his friend's house because it was his friend's um, birthday and 18th birthday. And after that, he came home, everything was normal. Next morning, woke up, went to bed or went to school. And then he you know, came home from school. So it was a normal Monday. Um, and everything, you know, totally normal. My husband had left home to take our youngest daughter to a soccer practice. And I was leaving home to take my um, middle child, my oldest daughter, to her horse um, riding lessons. And just as I was about to leave the house, um, I had walked past the bathroom and I saw Caleb slip something in his pocket. So, um, you know, of course that got my attention and I asked him what it was and he denied it was anything. Um, so we went a little bit back and forth and, um, he finally took, um, it out of his pocket 
and he threw an e-cigarette on the bathroom floor. And so I just questioned him, where did you get it? How long have you had it? Why are you using that? Um, he didn't know. He said that he he doesn't know why he had it and um, that he hadn't had it very long and just whatever. Um, I said, you know, kids are dying from these. And he said, yeah, I know. And so we kind of talked a little bit. Um, well, I talked, he listened. Um, and then he, you know, I, I, I have hindsight now because I look back and I, I see how he was, um, he looked deflated, you know, as in like, he was ashamed of himself for having it and that he was sorry that he had it and that he knew it was wrong. Um, but I just assumed we would talk about it when I got home that night. Um, and so I picked it up off the floor and I told him that he couldn't leave the house, um, you know, cause he was in trouble. Um, he had planned to go to a scrimmage game that night, but I had said, no, you need to, um, you need to stay home. And, I went to leave and I just felt this very, very, very strong urge to, um, I just like, I couldn't walk anymore. And it, it was God. I just, I knew it was God. I could feel it. He said, tell him you love him. Like, don't leave angry mm. and tell him you love him right now. And so I turned and I said, I love you, but I have to go. Um, and that was it. I turned and I left and, um, I never saw him again. So when my husband got home that night, he had found Caleb um, had taken his life. And he died um, when he was at home by himself that evening. So it's um, it's very tragic. It was very unexpected. Um, Caleb was, you know, not depressed. He what didn't have any of the... Um, you know, factors that people think are um, ideations or, you know, they put these kids in a box who commit suicide or die by suicide. And they think they have all of these leading factors to um, such a such a choice. But there wasn't any of that for Caleb um, that I knew of, you know, like we didn't talk about suicide. We didn't have a safety plan. I never asked him if he had thought about it because I didn't think I needed to. You know, he was very involved in his youth group. He loved the Lord. Um, he was serving the community, going on mission trips. He was happy. He did not isolate himself from people at all. Um, and so there was no warning signs. Um, and so it's not anything we ever talked about. Um, but if he did have those thoughts, he never told me. He never told anyone. Um and so it's, it was very shocking. And I mean, I'm still honestly shocked. I just still question it. Like, how did this happen? And how can this be real? So yeah, um, that's what happened. And it's, it's been, it's been very um, devastating. Yeah, you know, I, um, I know when Marcus was going through his sickness and passed. So many people would say to me, um, and you've probably heard this a lot too. Um, I can't imagine, you know, mm -hmm. and I think of that, that's the thing, first thing that comes to my mind when I heard your story and just 
um, the first time and just heard it again, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't imagine. Um, and it is, it's just one of those things that as a, a parent, we just can't fathom um, this kind of thing happening. And, and I think, especially in those situations where there's just no warning signs, like, yeah, like you guys experienced. Um, and I think, you know, you had even shared um, with me, like a, a, a list that Caleb had written out in school um, that mm-hmm. was shared with you um, after he passed it. And there was futuristic things like goals yeah. and, and dreams. And so, you know, like Caleb was thinking about the future mm-hmm. just days before that, um, you know, and so sometimes you think that too, like, you know, kids will, will do make that decision when they, they just think there's nothing, there's no hope. Um, but it seemed like he did, you know, and so it is just one of those things where there's so many questions, you know, and so many mm-hmm. um just wondering. And I think, you know, one thing that I know my dad said to me when I was just questioning a lot of things surrounding Marcus, like, why God, why God? And, um, you know, he said that, you know, one day for now, we know in part, but one day we shall fully know. And Mm -hmm. that there are just things that, that God allows, um, not that he caused this to happen or caused Marcus to get cancer or caused, um, you know, Caleb to make, to do this, but that sometimes he, things are allowed. He could have stopped it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he could have yeah. healed Marcus, um, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And that's where you and I, you know, as moms, but also as believers, you know, really have to wrestle that out. Like, okay, you know, God could have said the word or changed the circumstance or allowed yeah you to stay home that night or a lot, something, you know? Um, so why, why? Um, and so with that in mind, could, if, if you could just share a little bit, how has Caleb's passing, um, impacted your relationship with God, maybe initially, and maybe even where you're at now? Yeah. So, um, it's impacted it, you know, <laughs> I want to say, a hundred percent. I mean, but yeah. really not. I mean, I'm not really sure how I would explain a hundred percent, but you know, it was just incredibly shocking. And, um, I had just seen him. I had just talked to him, like what happened. And the only thing that, um, I've been able to settle with is just going back to God's word where he tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And, um, Caleb, you know, being 17 and, um, impulsive and kind of how you are at that age and found himself in a, in a dark moment and, um, a very weak moment and the enemy took advantage of that and lied to him and caused him to make that choice. Um, I know that Caleb did not want to die. I know that he did not want to hurt us. I know that um, God did not cause his death. And I I know that Caleb would not have knowingly um, done this. He, you know, it's just, I've just had to lay down that I will, I'll never understand it. Yeah. Um, I'll never be able to make sense of it, you know when I, when I talk to people who they have an answer for why their child is no longer here, whether that be cancer or another, you know, illness, um, disease or a car accident or a freak accident, or, you know, anything like that. 
Right. I don't I don't have an answer. Um, Caleb didn't leave us an answer. And there there was just literally nothing to go off of. So it's hard, you know, to to go on without your child when you don't understand what happened. Yeah. Um, and so I've had to fully and completely, you know, decide, okay, um, I believe in the Lord, I walk with him, I have this relationship. Do I really like do I do I really yeah. trust him? Do I really believe that he's good? Like my son just died this very awful and tragic way. Do I still believe that God is good? Mm. And so, you know, it didn't happen overnight, of course, but um, because I have such a great support system and I had people's whispering truth into me like almost 24 hours a day, um, I was never left alone. I was you know, people were sur surrounded us for weeks um, and they prayed over us and they prayed for us. And that just went on and on literally around the world. Um, us being military, we know, you know, we have just uh, so many friends and supporters all over the world. And, you know, once one person knows and then they shared and they spread it. So it just went on and on. I just believe that all those prayers are being lifted up to help carry us through um, those very early um, days, weeks, and months before we could really get some footing of our own. And I started to see, um, I started to see and feel and understand God's word the way it's intended to be heard. Like, um, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. You know, I never understood that verse before. Right. Until after Caleb died and I thought about it and I said, okay, this is what he means by blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. It's all these people that are surrounding us. It's the people that God has put in our life to comfort us and we are blessed. Um, and so I started to, you know, hear God's word the way I believe it's intended to be heard um, from a broken place. Um, and so I, you know, I never, I never um, turned away from him. I, I, I couldn't really talk to him. I couldn't really talk to the Lord and pray, but I knew that he was there and I could feel him mm. um, being near me and, and walking with me and like holding my hand and I just knew he was near. I knew he could see me. I knew he could hear me. Um, and so, yeah, my faith was, was definitely shaken. It's not, um, you know, I, I, I think it is stronger now because I've really had to just fully depend on him. And just, I've learned um, the art of lament. And, you know, I've been... I've been down on the floor, you know, sobbing uncontrollably, can't move, can't breathe, just crying out for help. And, and that is, you know, that's where you find your deepest connection with the Lord is in, in those times. And then I just believe that he just draws near to you and, and helps you. And, um, so my faith, um, it's different, but I do believe that it is, it is stronger and it is bigger. 
Yes. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more um, that in that, in those moments of just deep suffering um, where you just can't get out of bed, um, you're not even sure you can take another breath and it just, where you just feel 100% um, helpless in a sense, like those are the moments where we realize our deep need for God. Like, God, I just, I need you right now to even take the next step or the next breath. Yeah. Um, and there's a dependence there and you, you do feel um, his presence. And I think that's, you said something important in there. Um, like it's a decision we have to make though, mm -hmm. because we have the choice in those moments to harden our hearts and turn away from God and just close off and, and we won't receive the, the, the comfort and healing that we genuinely need from him, but because right. we can find ourselves angry at God. Um, and there's a place for that in lamenting. Um, yes. you know, to, to, to cry out to God in anger, you know, we see that in the Bible and it's, it's okay to do that. Um, but mm -hmm. I think sometimes people take that anger and, and they build a wall between them and God and they close off and harden their hearts and turn away from him. And they're just blocking the healing that they really need. And so it's a choice we have to make. Like you said, like, I may mm -hmm. never get the answers. I may never understand, you know, why this happened. Um, but I just, have to, I just chose that, you know, do I believe God is who he says he is? Do I believe that despite my feelings and circumstances that he is still sovereign and he is still good and mm -hmm. he doesn't make mistakes, even though this feels like a big giant mistake, you know, yeah. um, that's not my God. And this is where, you know, you the rubber meets the road when it comes to our faith yeah. are in these moments and we are refined by fire, but come out stronger. Um, yeah. And so it's definitely, yeah. definitely true. And a friend of mine told me, one of my friends who was with me um, a lot, like almost always um, in the hours and days following, um, she would sit next to me on the couch, you know, and she would tell me, or she tells me now that I would just be sitting there saying, oh God, you know, like, oh God. And, and she would say to me, or she would whisper, he hears you. Mm. He hears you. Yeah. And she, you know, I, that's all I could say was, oh God, oh God, you know. Yeah. And um, she said, he's he's listening. He's hearing you and he's going to honor these, these prayers. All I could say is, please help me, you know. Yeah. Yes. I mean, those are, the, I can't imagine, you know, more painful moments than that. And that's all, all you can utter in those moments is, and, and God, you know, the Holy spirit just intercedes for us in those times. And we're sharing, I, I had a, a question kind of come to mind, um, as a parent myself of teenagers, um, you know, I was thinking like, you know, my teenage, my kids seem like, like normal, healthy, well-adjusted children too. like, you know, go through hormonal things, of course, but, um, I know it's important to you to bring awareness. So like, what are, if, if there's other parents listening like myself, what are some conversations that, and questions maybe that, that we should have with our children that maybe would help us be a little bit more in tune or, or understand? Cause I know for you, it's, it's more in hindsight, yeah. um, but what are some, some conversations? What would that look like? Um, like you're right when you say in hindsight, but, um, if I could have it to do all over again, um, I would ask Caleb on a regular basis, um, 
you know, have you had thoughts of ending your life? Have you ever thought about killing yourself? Have you ever wanted to die? Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like you um, are too much of a burden? Do you ever feel like we would be better off without you? Do you ever feel like you just don't want to be here anymore? Mm -hmm. Does life seem too hard, too dark, and you just don't want to don't want to do it anymore? Um, and depending on what those answers were, um, we would be able to talk through that and um, make a safety plan. And what that is is who is your safe person? Who who will you reach out to when you're having those thoughts? Um, and you know, change your change the scenery. Go for a walk around the block. Um, go into a different room. Um, you know, go, you know, just change your scenery and try to change your thought pattern. And, you know, but first and foremost, reach out to that person and tell them, hey, um, I'm I'm having these thoughts and and I, I need to tell you about it. Can we talk through it? Um and so I have um, encouraged, or I, I will always encourage parents to open up those difficult and very uncomfortable conversations with their kids mm-hmm. um, because they are, while very uncomfortable, and you could be scared at what their answer might be, it is absolutely imperative and necessary um, because no one else is asking them those questions. Um, and, and they, they, it's just a very important conversation that needs to be had on a regular basis, even if you don't think your kids need it. Um, because Caleb, you know, I had people come to me and say, I would put my daughter at the top of the list before I ever put Caleb even on the list. Mm. Um, and, and to me, that, that was, to me, that was reiteration that I knew my son. Mm. Um, and that he you know who i believed he was is is who everyone else believed he was as well um so yes i definitely encourage parents to ask their kids those questions and um i have spoken one on one with some teens who um are struggling with suicidal thoughts and tendencies and i ask them one question do you want your mom or dad to find you dead and they all say no. They say no. And those kids are still here. Yeah. Um, and they're and they're thriving and they're doing well. And I just say, okay, remember that you told me that. That's so that's so helpful because I think that's just one of those things where, you know, you just never imagine it as a parent that your kid, you know, that would, would make that decision and and um, like you just never, even <laughs> even parents whose kids are are struggling with uh, lots of different things, I think that's still not at the front of the, the mind um, and stuff. So I think it is so important that we have those conversations, even though, like you said, it's so uncomfortable and it feels so mm-hmm. morbid to be asking them these things. But but like you said, if we don't, who will? And right. and the enemy, we also are dealing with a spiritual warfare component. <laughs> 
Um, you know, and right. so it's important that, you know, we have these conversations that we're speaking, you know, truth and life into our children and asking them, you know, these questions and, 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 and developing the plan, like you said. And so thank you for that. That was just really yes. helpful. Um, yes. and so I hope that encourages, you know, helps people listening to this today, just to have some, some questions and sit down and have these hard conversations with your children. Yeah. Um, the second thing, Chrissy, that came to mind as you were talking was um, what what are some resources that you found helpful when Caleb passed? You know, so what are some things that helped you in your grieving process? Um, so initially, reading books um, on grief and on child loss in particular, mm-hmm. um, some of them, some of them were I didn't really connect with well. Some of them were very helpful. I did start journaling um, pretty soon after, which was very helpful. Um, The first book I read, I think the first book I read was Lament for a Son. Mm -hmm. And I underlined it and I circled and I highlighted a bunch of stuff because I thought, he's writing how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Like he knows, someone knows how, how this feels. And another thing that was very helpful to me was um, finding podcasts that were specific to child loss. And one in particular, um, if you don't mind, I'll give her a little plug. Um, It's it's always Andy's mom and my friend Marcy. She um, she does that podcast after the death of her son, Andy, and she has a parent on um, every week who shares the story of their child. And for me, I needed to hear those stories. I still listen to her podcast every week Mm -hmm. um, because I need to hear those stories of survival. To me, that's that that gives me hope that this is possible. And so listening to those stories and hearing about their kids and hearing about, you know, they're justifying how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I share my story, I might be justifying how someone else feels and that we're not going crazy, that it's all normal and that it's grief. And so the podcasts have been very helpful. Bereaved parent retreats have been very helpful to me. Spending time with other um, other parents who have lost a child for the weekend is very um, is very healing. And um, I, I've made great friendships and grown and learned a lot through bereaved parent retreats. Um, so yeah, those are some of the biggest things that have helped me. Okay. Yeah. Great. I think, um, that one of the things is like, you know, when you, when you experience something like a deep loss, it, it, it isolation can be tempting. You know, you kind of wanted to isolate yourself and you can feel mm-hmm. like, um, you are all alone. Nobody understands yes. this pain. Um, you know, because most people, you know, haven't experienced your loss, um, right. your type of loss and, and even in my circles, my type of loss. And so I felt very kind of alone. And so, yes, mm-hmm. I agree. I felt comfort in reading stories and also listening to stories. And then like you just going to in-person events where I could, 
just look into the eyes of another grieving mom and the pain in her eyes mirrored the pain in mine. And there was just a shared bond instantly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's, there's comfort in that, you know, we don't want anybody to, to have our stories right. by any means, but at the same time, there's comfort in knowing you're not the only one going through this. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And so if you're listening to this and you have lost a child, um, and you've, chosen to kind of just turn inward or, or numb that pain or isolate, I would just encourage you to reach out, find a support group. There's a lot online. Um, while we're waiting is one that both Chrissy and I are involved in. Um, Starlight Ministries is one that I know Chrissy um, hasn't been involved in. And the podcast that she mentioned, Andy's what was it called again, Chrissy? It's always Andy's mom. Always Andy's mom. So um, th- there's a lot of resources out there, but um, just get connected and 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 reach out to somebody who's you know lost a child. Find them some support groups in your area because um, it, it it is very very helpful in the healing process. Um, yeah. So Chrissy, lastly, before we close here, can you share with us just what your life is like now, as far as how are you taking the pain of losing Caleb and allowing God to use your story and his story for good? Sure. Um, you know, after the initial loss, you can't see that any good will ever come from mm. such a tragedy. Um, but a lot of good has come after Caleb's death. And um, he was very, like I said, he was very involved in his youth group and in our community. And he just loved people. He really just authentically and genuinely loved people. And he would volunteer very regularly um, with a ministry, um, of a, a food ministry in town at the government housing neighborhood um, here. And he would go every week and play with the kids. They would help serve them food and he would play with them. He'd run around, they'd play basketball. Um, He even kind of like adopted them as little brothers and we would buy Christmas presents for them and stuff. And and they just loved him. He, um, in the summer, in his first birthday in heaven, I established the Caleb Cares Project. And it is a nonprofit um, whose mission is to keep Caleb's legacy of love alive in our community um, by meeting the day-to-day needs of under-resourced um, children, youth, and families. And so we sponsor a local Head Start. Um, we, and by, by that, I mean we, um, we buy clothing and shoes and jackets and, and necessary um, things like that for the children who are um, four and five years old. And we give them a weekend food bag um, every Friday of the school year, which is full of um, fun and yummy and also healthy snacks to get them through um, the weekend. And their parents have, you know, um, reached out and told us how it's helped make their food stamps last longer, or they've been able to stretch them longer over the month. Um, And that the food has just been very helpful to to the kids and of course the clothes and shoes and um we buy christmas presents for them and stuff so we do that um we we just we raise money we're you know nonprofit, so we we hold a couple events a year um you can donate anytime and the money all goes back into the community in different ways um to just help meet the needs of people 
and because that's who Caleb was and so we just strive to keep his his memory alive and we we say that um Caleb's um heart can still love his hands can still give and his story can save lives we've seen you know um good come lots of good come as a result of having this organization um of course I'd give it all back in a, in an instant to have Caleb back but it can't be that way so um I heard a mom say once if it has to be this way well you know then we're gonna we're gonna make the most of it we're gonna do do what we can do and make the best of it so that's what we're trying to do yes and you know um I think that just gives such purpose to our pain, you know? Yes, absolutely. Right. Cause we're going to, we're going to grieve and we're going to hurt regardless. And either way, our, our sons, our children are, are not here. And so, you know, we might as well do something good in their honor um, that would honor them and bring and allow God to use th this heartbreaking story for good um, right. it just honors our children. When we do that, like I think of it sometimes with Marcus, um, you know, like he didn't, he didn't just die for no reason. Like there's right. purpose to the pain. There's, um, there's something good that can come from, from it. And like you said, not that I wouldn't change everything and just take them back in a heartbeat, but that's not a choice that I have. That's not something that I can do or you can do. And so mm -hmm. what we can do is honor our children by, by doing these wonderful things um, on their behalf um, to bless other people. And I just love Caleb's heart. Um, and I think that Caleb Cares Foundation is just such a beautiful way to continue on um, Caleb's spirit in this world, you know, um, yes, because yes, mm -hmm. he just sounded like such a caring young man. Um, and yeah. so I... I will put a uh, link in the show notes for you all for the website. Um, and so if you uh, would like to donate to Caleb Cares um, and just kind of be a part of, of helping the Slate family um, honor Caleb in that way and help um, the Head Start program and all the different things that they do throughout the year um, with the Caleb Cares, I'll have that information available. And you can click on that link and donate. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to say, Chrissy, thank you so much for just your vulnerability and your honesty and the, you know, there's the courage to come on here and, and share uh, your story. And I know it brings healing to you when you share it, but it's also hard, you know, it, it's hard yeah. to share because um, we have to kind of, you know, relive some of these moments. And, um, but I'm just so appreciative. And I know that it's been a blessing to those listening that, you know, maybe had a loved one commit suicide them, themselves um, or just have lost a child and, and, and they're not finding hope, you know, they don't mm -hmm. see any purpose in it. And they're just, just there's no hope and so hearing your story um i know will bless a listener who's in that place um so thank you so much we just really appreciate you being here today thank you so much for having me okay well i'm just going to go ahead and close this in prayer and then i'll have okay. all of um uh, chrissy's information on the show notes so y'all check it out so dear heavenly father god we just thank you so much um for allowing mine and chrissy's paths to cross and just um for her courage and just her transparency and honesty and coming on the show today and, and sharing Caleb with us, Lord. And we know that um, 
you are sovereign and you are good. And even though things like the, these tragic things happen in this life, Lord, and sometimes we don't understand why and in our flesh and as moms, we just cry out and we just miss our, our children. And yet, Lord, we can see as we look back, we can see your hand in things. We can see how you were there for us each step of the way, or you provided community support or people. And and even now, how, how you are using our stories for good to help give people hope and, and purpose in their pain. And, and we just thank you um, that we get to honor our children in that way, God. And so I just pray for the person listening today, Lord, who has maybe lost a loved one to suicide and is just really, really wrestling um, and is tempted to isolate or numb or turn their back on you because they're angry. I pray, God, that they will hear in Chrissy's story and Caleb's story Lord, that they need you, um, that you are the medicine that will help them heal, God. And so I pray that they would turn to you and they would reach out to me or Chrissy and just for support and, and comfort, and they will find community. And so, God, we just thank you and pray that you continue to open doors for Chrissy and the Slate family as they um, continue to do the Caleb Cares Foundation and, and bless the community and bring awareness to, to suicide, Lord. It's just such a hard and painful topic, but it's so important that we have these conversations. And so we just thank you for allowing us to do that today. And, and it's in your name we pray all these things. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.